welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me as always is Ben Slinger. Hello, hello. We're going to do something a little bit different this week. Uh, because Mainly because our word generator's down. That's true, but we're also taking this as an opportunity uh, to talk about the Global Game Jam, uh, which is happening next weekend, or this coming weekend, from when this, this is- This coming weekend. From when this releases. We are going to be participating- uh, we've rented an Airbnb for the weekend so we can get the full game jam experience, uh, since it's a purely virtual affair otherwise this year for obvious reasons. Uh, what reasons are they, Benjamin? Uh, the, uh, ongoing zombie apocalypse, uh, as we oh, all know. Oh, that, that little thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to use prompts from other game jams. Uh, we have previously done this for Global Game Jam, so we're not going to redo uh, all the old ones from Global Game Jam again. We will attempt last year's prompt, and then I think we'll jump into some of the prompts from some of the Ludum Dare uh, Game Jams, because there's plenty of fodder there since they run that, what, every six months Yeah, for the last mm, 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so Ben, three, two, one, prompt. Three, two, one, engage memory. Uh, yeah, well, last year's Global Game Jam, the prompt was repair. And if you want to go and see the game we made, it's a VR game called Core Repair. It was really fun. Uh, you but- can find a full playthrough that I did on our on our YouTube, our YouTube page. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or you can go to itch.io slash bitstorm, I think. To- <laughs> Pretty sure it's that. <laughs> Either way, that's where the new game will appear as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not that, so don't go there. <laughs> okay, I'm going to add a word in to repair. Yeah, okay, let's let's and spice it's it up ghost. a little bit. Ghost. Okay, yes. to to pull from the game we made from the year before. Uh, well, the no, I just before, I did a I did a movie prompt, and I just pulled one of the words out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, repair and. Ghost. It's bitstorm. Do you have an extra word that you might it's want? It's bitstorm.itch.io. Just, I've, I found it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, let's just go with those. Let's just go with repair and ghost, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, that's an an interesting combination. Do you think this is, uh, I mean, are you playing a ghost trying to repair things? Are you trying to repair relationships to allow ghosts to you know, pass and f- finish their business? Um, is this Ooh, some I sort do of like that. bureaucratic, <laughs> like, <laughs> sending ghosts off on quests to finish their unfinished business or something, and then you they come or, back and you, like, stamp them off and it's like a passport? Or uh, is this repairing, like, um, ghost catching equipment? It's kind of like you're working for the Ghostbusters having to repair equipment as it comes back in. Um and basically okay. stripping down and choosing choosing the bits and pieces to, to get it all working again. I, I do like just the aesthetic of, like, a lab for ghost-catching equipment where you can just mm-hmm. sort of mess with different power sources and outputs. And, you know, if you hook up the uh, plasma dispenser to the, you know, um, the, pla- you know, the step- trigger then you can essentially create like the trap from from ghostbusters you put it on the end of the thing or you yeah you you set up the i don't know uv 
light <laughs> thing uh, to make a vampire hunting tool on the end of a gun or something. <laughs> that could be fun, but um, it could also be a a pretty big undertaking. That's true. Depending That's on- true. I didn't mention this. We talked about it earlier. We probably we we are going to try to make these games, these game ideas, Doable. something that could be done feasibly in a forty eight hour period. So maybe yep. not that then. I. I do like the idea then of like a paper pushing game. <laughs> like a paper's please, but for ghosts. Sort of. Yeah. Where, yeah, essentially you've got your like unfinished business passport and you have to get all of the things ticked off or not you, like the ghosts. And yep. so you are checking these passports and, you know, we procedurally generate things they had to do, you know, repair relationship with my mother. <laughs> And I don't know then how you prove that, though. I don't know how, like, what you're ticking off here and what the actual gameplay is. Um, Are you also sending them to either heaven or hell? So, then you've also got to deal with ones who keep coming back, but they always seem to have the same things unticked because they're they're the ones that are determined for hell. And so, they they just want to delay getting there. (laughs) Right. They just keep coming back. Is is this like a- Okay, so maybe- uh, um, unlike a papers, please, where they're coming to you, maybe you're checking up going on to them. them. It's like you're <laughs> going around checking on all these ghosts and being like, hey, have you finished your unfinished business yet? My register here says that, uh, you know, you need to make sure that your business succeeds because that was, you know, you put all your sweat and blood into it. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you done it yet? Because you also killed all these kids, so you're probably going to hell. <laughs> 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 I have no idea how we could actually repair this relationship. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where the gameplay is. I like that aesthetic, and I think you could do it as just a basic, like, change out the background, cha- you know, randomly generate a ghost face and put it on some uh, on a little passport thing. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to click again, but we'll keep the repair Thing, right, just we'll to see if we can- Yeah, well, look, this is kind of what we do with the Game Jam anyway, is we, we get a diff- bunch of different prompts and see what we can come up with while keeping yeah. the actual prompt. So, yeah, give me something else. Suit. Suit? Suit. Hmm. Suit repair. Suit repair. Oh, I was going- uh, For a second there, I was I was keeping ghost in my head. I was like, hmm, ghosts and suit. Suit repair. Okay. I'm picturing space again. Oh, okay. I was literally about to say, like, I could see- being able a to tailor like simulator, some sort of tailor <laughs> thing where you can split up a me- split up a mesh of a of a suit and like stitch it back together or something. But no, okay, go space. Yep, um, and space sort of right. doing 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 a very simple spacewalk, but having to you know get the duct tape to put on on the new hole that you've just created, and <laughs> until finally you're just a walking <laughs> duct tape. <laughs> sort okay, of character. okay, okay. I do like this, except that I think instead of. Um, Instead of putting it on your suit, suit can just come from the fact that you're in a spacesuit. But I like the idea of having to spacewalk outside a ship as you're essentially like, yeah, having to duct tape all the holes from the like <laughs> micro. And you can tell that the, you can tell that there's a hole because there's there's lots of yeah, air you coming start out. Seeing the air air uh, spinning out, and yeah, you're essentially going through like a micro asteroid field. And so to- when you when you run out of tape. That's when you've got to, like, put your finger up in that hole there and put this finger in this hole here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you can do that. Or at least, like, maybe you've got, like, a tape gun. So, the motion is kind of, like, 
if you were like a, like a pricing gun or, or like a tape yep. gun, if you were doing yeah, it. Yeah. So, cause I'm picturing that could work pretty well with the VR where you like put it up against something, pull the trigger, move it down. It pulls a bit of tape off and let go and it cuts it. Yeah. By point being, I like being able to do it with one hand. Cause then yes, with the other hand, I think you are able to like plug the holes to prevent them from getting worse. Cause there's a timing thing here. Yeah. And it may even be like that the duct tape is a temporary solution until you, you know, you have to go and grab another tool, which like welds it back together or something or welds an actual patch onto it. And so it's a time management kind of thing. It's a, it's a co-op game and you got someone on the inside and someone on the outside. (laughs) 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 So you've got their oxygen levels. They're not in a spacesuit because there's only one spacesuit on board. Yeah. So their oxygen's going down. But they're they're the only ones who can weld because you need oxygen to weld. Right. <laughs> also, welding. Yeah. So that that even uses up some of the oxygen as yep. well. Um, <laughs> okay. I like this. I like this. Uh, I think uh, that it'd be pretty insane really to do in a, in a game jam, but um, still really know. cool. I don't know. I feel like you could do that. Okay. In VR, to multiplayer VR. Uh, the multiplayer yeah. stuff obviously would. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's a nice to have. That just the just the the effect of of putting duct tape on all these things and having like a guy inside just gradually, you know, doing doing all the welding. Yeah, totally. Um, and you just gotta you gotta hope that he doesn't do the one that you're you're holding with with your finger because <laughs> then it gets mildly hot. <laughs> actually, yeah, I like that. That the area. So that's actually part of the reason. Like, you have to patch up an area. With the duct tape and then move away from that area because the whole area heats up and does damage to you <laughs> while they're welding. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially got like an area of effect heat thing. And and you can even um even extend this so that there's that's just one of the one of the things that you've you've got to repair. Now you're now you're repairing, you know, the hoses that connect to um connect, you know, some of the some of the other fluids up and that sort of stuff. And well, and again, so you I, can, I like, you um, can see bubbles of water sort of streaming by. So you, you realize, <laughs> oh, the hose is now, um, disconnected. <laughs> I do like that. I do like that idea of just like having to very visually see where these things are damaged and probably with audio as well would, would make sense, especially in VR. Well, no, audio would, well, not this outside. is one of the perfect things. Oh, there's no, there's no audio in, like, in space. No one can hear you scream. So all you get is like that. Um, you can have that constant voiceover of the person inside the, um, <laughs> inside the ship yeah. sort of going, ah, oh, oxygen's getting a little low in here. <laughs> is the person inside another player though? They're a player. No, right? I, I think, I think that's. Oh, you think they're an AI? Oh, you th- think it's just like, uh, yeah. To actually for the, be for the game to- jam. Right. Okay. Okay. I see. Yeah, that's fine. You just have to have some nice, like, echoey uh, breathing effects. And and really dodgy, really heavily filtered, you know, telephone-esque staticky stuff coming through. Yeah, and, if and like, if you run into something, you get, like, a a real, like, thump that you can- You essentially felt through it rather than actually hearing it as Mm -hmm. you run into things. That's cool. Yeah, that is really cool. I like that one a lot. All right, let's move on to a different prompt. Mm -hmm. So- all right, you know what? I'm going to ask you to give me a number between 1 and 47, and I will tell you the prompt for that uh, Let Them Dare challenge. 21. 21, August 2011, and the prompt is Escape. Oh, and Escape. One by one by uh, Mr. Chevy Ray Johnson that year, um, who uh, I met in Vancouver. 
and who recently made Eichenfell, I believe. Oh, nice. Uh, so, Cat. Cat Escape. Cat Escape. Okay. Uh, so, again, scoping down, scoping down for game jam purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could be maybe some sort of endless runner style thing with a cat, uh, where you're like running along fences and Ooh. roads. Ooh, I like. Yeah. Um, um, I also like the idea of this is a big cat escape and you're trying to help lions escape from circuses. Wait, do you play a, <laughs> do you play a cat, a, like a, a house cat trying to, ha- uh, trying to get, break big cats out of circuses? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the other way we could go is like that it's like a cat burglar trying to escape yep. or something. Some yeah. Nice, uh, like, or it's sneaking. a cat literally just trying to get outside. The whole thing is that it's trapped inside the house and it's basically a, a room escape puzzle, but the, the room is like a house. And your only like verb is knock things off tables. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way you can interact with anything. Actually, that'd be fun. I like. I kind of like that. You literally have to figure out essentially the right combination of things to knock off of shelves and tables and fridges and stuff. Some of which you can't even get to initially because you have to like knock other stuff down, which like sets something <laughs> off so that you can even yes. reach it. Um, <laughs> and it's a and then it's a puzzle game. Uh, yeah, a room escape game. Um, so, okay, how do you break the window to get out? All right, we're going to work backwards to like yeah. figure out the puzzle. Okay, I like the idea that it could—it's like a frying pan on a seesaw sort of thing. So it's basically you put something into the frying pan that launches itself at, oh, yeah. at the um yeah. at the window when you drop down on it, or you drop you know a heavy cookbook or something onto the other end yep. of it. Yep. But you've all, yeah, whatever is in the pan, you've also had to knock that into the pan exactly first. And you've got to also have knocked the fulcrum down before that, so that the fulcrum goes first, then the pan, <laughs> then the um, then the thing. Oh then god! You how can- do we even give good hints for this? That's uh, that this would take some tricky design, but um, you just have a whole heap of things that you can knock down and say, "Go at it." <laughs> <laughs> but what if you knock them down in the wrong order? Do they just have to restart? Yeah, they got to restart. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, actually, that's Ma- kind of that's kind of cool. I don't mind that, actually. You could have just a bunch of- I mean, essentially, they'd always have to fall into the same spot, so they couldn't be actually physically simulated. Oh, it's, a, it's effectively like a um, predetermined position that it goes down to. Yeah. Um, so, it's all scripted. Scripted falling. Either that um, or, yeah, like for those where- For for the critical things yeah. that had been done in the right order- Yes. Yes, they fall exactly. down to the right, right place. But if it's the wrong order- you can tell that it's the wrong order because it's literally physics and it just bounces all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> or at least you just turn the physics on, like, on the way down or something so that it, it'll react to whatever's beneath it. But once you've knocked it off it, you know. Okay. So, the heavy cookbook, you know, flips the frying pan and and What's launches- in the frying pan? Like a, a can um, of beans or something? Yep. I like that. A, a can of baked beans. Yep. So, you've knocked it out of the cupboard, but you've had to get up in- into the cupboard or onto the cupboard. Mm-hmm. So how have you how have you done that? Uh, the ironing board. You had to knock the ironing board to over like because ramp. you can get you can get um, purchase on it because it's got the it's got the cloth. Yep. So that your claws actually go into it and you can climb up it. Nice. But to but to get the ironing board on the right slant, you had to like knock something else that like pushed a chair or something or push something so that the ironing board would land on it. Yeah. Oh, you had to put something behind the ironing board so it didn't slide out and and go too low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I love this. I'm just imagining all the other things, like the the bottles of spices that you can knock off the shelf and all this sort of stuff. Oh, and- half the fun in making this game, which I kind of want to make now, uh, would just be <laughs> coming up with fun particle effects and physics on everything that doesn't even matter. <laughs> 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 I'm just imagining breakable glass and all this sort of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, basically, you have your art guy just getting a whole heap of um, simple props. cylinders and that sort of stuff in, in Blender that just have different materials and, and shaders yeah. and stuff on them. And- Absolutely. I like it. Put some put some nice Easter eggs in there that you can you can find particular things like hidden, I- right, hidden right at the back of the spices is the catnip or something gives you like, <laughs> just changes the shader makes it all trippy <laughs> post processing shader yeah exactly <laughs> oh that's God. cool I like that one a lot I feel like that's one you could do in a game jam yeah I kind of oh, want- this is this is really fun I'm I'm really enjoying this <laughs> this idea for um. For our our warm up, because already we've come up with two games I I could I easily make see this week. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. All right, give me another number. Um, let's go a little bit higher. Let's go thirty seven. Thirty seven, and the prompt is in a row. No, that'd be too <laughs> funny. Uh, no, the prompt is one room. One room, Phoenix. Ooh. I mean, one room already lends itself to another escape room style thing. So, yep. I don't know if we want to lean into that or, or move away from it to try to do something a bit different. Escape rooms are always fun. Um, or it could be like a plat- like a single room platformer sort of thing. Um, like kind of like- Oh, a yeah. And you, and you, and you play a phoenix who's- You play a phoenix whose wings have been clipped so you can't fly, but you can hop along. And any time that you die, you just rise from the ashes again. Maybe it's that- yeah, I do. I do like that. Essentially, you're you have unlimited lives, mm-hmm. um, and there's timing based things around when you reincarnate because you'll do like flame effects, so you can take out a bunch of enemies yep. uh, at that moment. I I wonder if your wings are somewhat of a like health thing while you are alive. Like the first hit you take, like clips your wings. So initially, mm. you can fly. When you come back, you're like pretty powerful. Um, and can maybe get out of the way a bit more, but as you get hit, uh, you like lose certain abilities. So I'm picturing maybe a bit of a, yeah, like a bit of a retro style thing. I'm almost picturing like Joust. Okay. Yep. You know, very, very sort of uh, low res characters. Uh, is is this one of those like swarming kind of shooter games where? I mean, okay, I guess let's figure out what's the Phoenix. What's their attack? What's their main way of attacking? Is it a melee thing? Is it a range thing? Ooh, I wonder whether the idea of the phoenix being reborn is the only real form of attack. Okay. Yeah. So, because so you obviously- You phoenix- have to die in strategic positions. Yeah. Can you kill yourself or no? You have to somehow get hit. So, is this You have to of- somehow get hit. It's It's kind of like a bullet hell shooter- but it's also like it's the only way that you can actually, you know, all right, okay. escape is to is to take out some of these enemies. But you have to get hit to be able to. No, I like that, and I like that the power ups and things that you get change the effects of when you reincarnate, like when you are reborn. So you might get one which makes the area of effect larger, or just do more damage, or you might get one where it's like 
when you are reborn, you choose a direction and like a fireball blast down that direction. Yeah. You know, from your source position. And so, yeah, essentially you are, you are just dying in the right spot so that you can then like blast a bunch of enemies or fire out in a particular direction or whatever, you know, based on, you know, maybe it's like, uh, one of the power ups is when you're reborn, like the, it sets the walls and the floor on fire for X amount of seconds. And so, you know, mm-hmm. as the enemies are like walking through it, they'll take damage. Uh, okay. So it's one room. So what is this one room? I mean, I was picturing it really just as sort of a, a series of platforms. I'm taking that as just, it doesn't scroll. It doesn't change. Well, I mean, it might change actually. Maybe you can have different platforms. Maybe you can burn pl- certain platforms and they either grow back or get rebuilt o- after times. So, like, it could change a bit as you play. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's just procedurally generated at the start or something. Yep. So, it's always going through one one room, but it's a different slice of fourth dimension or something like that. Because <laughs> that can well, be fun. I, I think it's just- I think, you know, I think you keep it fairly simple. It's it's really arcadey in that- uh, or it's almost like roguelike-ish in, in a sense. It's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how far I can get. You know, something like Crimson Land or whatever, uh, where you're just seeing how long you can survive for and how many points you get. And, you know, depending on what random power-ups come up, you might do better or worse or- Okay, so what's strategies. the lose state then, given that a phoenix can usually come back from the dead? There's got to be- That's true. Um Maybe it's when there's literally no room on the screen left for enemies. <laughs> um, how about, like, water stops fire? So, therefore, yep. um, top of the screen, there's basically a whole heap of water effects that can get- that can be sort of let go through sprinklers and that sort of stuff. I'm, I'm picturing almost like a warehouse or something like that in which- Well, I like the idea, then, that the enemies- because I think the enemies are spawning from multiple places, but maybe they're heading towards, like, valves or something. So, there are, there is strategy about which ones you want to attack next, because if they're getting close to a valve, they're going to be able to let out some water, which maybe you literally have water coming up from the bottom or something <laughs> that's yep. slowly filling the screen, um, which which limits, you know, where you can- I mean, I don't know what happens if you fall just fall into the water. I don't think that should necessarily be your death- at that point. But if Maybe- you drown, then you can't come back because there's no, there's nothing to spark the, um, or to spark the ashes. The, or at least if just the whole room fills up, then that's the end, right? Like that's essentially, I, I kind of like, I kind of like having some actual rudimentary water physics in there. So if you are underwater, but there's room left, you can kind of, you can, uh, be reborn and it like pushes the water out. Like it creates a steam cloud that, um, that just blasts the water out and you sort of come firing up. But yep. again, that only works if there's room at the top, right? For you to actually, you know, for the water to go. Yeah. And there's not too much pressure up there <laughs> because of course, you know, if, if you've done that <laughs> too many times, there's condensation and <laughs> simulate it all. Up to you whether we go for a new one or we um or we just go for a new word from me. Uh, I guess it depends how many of these we want to burn through. Pun not intended from our previous game. Um, but also because I'm because I'm getting an extra word like added to this. You know, what, let's do a new one just because one room we've already done this. We've already done an escape room and we've done one for one room. So giving a new number and then maybe we'll, we'll do a couple in the next. Okay, uh, forty-one. 41. Ooh, interesting. From April 2018. Combine two incompatible genres. Falling. And something to do with falling. All right. 
So maybe let's think of a genre where falling would make sense and then try to think of a genre where that's it's just completely incompatible with whatever that was. Mm. Okay. Uh so do you want me to give you the full the full name for the movie? Is it falling down? No. Is falling it- in I N N Love. Oh, God. It's like a hallmark <laughs> fucking straight to DVD, straight to streaming something. When the San Francisco exec wins a New Zealand inn, she ditches city life to remodel and flip the rustic property with help from a handsome contractor. Yep. So, yes. Yep. It's like the exact description of every Hallmark fucking romance thing ever. Surprised it's not Christmas based. All right. Well, okay. Maybe we take the inside of things to bring some sort of like management aspect and then figure out something incompatible with management. Um, Horror. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I don't think there's been a particularly a horror management game. Where could falling come into it? Well, you don't have to. You can take any one of those words. I guess it, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. matter. I could just take the management side of things. Okay, so management and horror. How would we combine those two genres? Are we trying to? Are we saying that like whatever they're managing is horror based, or is that too easy? And we actually want to make a management game where the player experiences some sort of horror. <laughs> <laughs> so we do um, like Eternal Darkness sort of thing where we start messing with the UI for like. You know, they try to put up the prices on their <laughs> fucking, I don't know, what are, what are they selling? Parachute. Uh, um, sc- <laughs> I went to parachutes because of falling, but that, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ski um, gear. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm even, happen- even happy for it to be like an inn in which you're, you know, you're managing the inn and you're trying to, you know, get, get the- um. Get all the rooms looking nice and all this sort of stuff. But every time that you go to clean up stuff, there's, like, blood stains everywhere and, like- Okay, yeah, that's cool. Like, essentially managing, like, the Overlook Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Either the Overlook Hotel or the Bates Motel or something like that. But, yeah, um- you know, you're, you're just- you're having to deal with, you know, just the management side of things. You're not actually- um, you're not actually working there. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's it's the sort of god god level, you know, placing down room designs and and setting prices on them and hiring staff. Yeah. So I do kind of like the challenge though of our laundry staff bill has gone up like a lot, <laughs> and, and our bribery. <laughs> yeah, we keep having to hire. <laughs> new new staff in the laundry because they're sick of trying to get the blood stains out of everything. Um, and also, occasionally, the sheets just, like, turn into ghosts. Uh, <laughs> although, it turns out that it wasn't a sheet. It was just a ghost all along who had fallen asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he he appreciated the fabric softener that we use, so that's- <laughs> So, actually, gave us a good a repeat customer- he got us a. He gave us a good review on Yelp. Yeah, good TripAdvisor <laughs> score. <laughs> okay, I like that actually. I think it would be very hard to make the player Do it again, experience. Jay. Well, uh, yes, it would be. But I, I was going to say, I think it would be hard to make the the player experience horror. But I do like the idea of bringing those horror aspects into running a hotel or an inn. Can you lean into it then and like start marketing yourself as like a haunted hotel, and you get all the ghost hunters and stuff coming, and you really play that up. Make that, uh, you know, your business model. Yeah. 
Uh, it's it's entirely up to you being the um you being the player. You can you can talk it up as you know the the go to place if you if you want to experience the lament configuration. The what? <laughs> Those people who have watched Hellraiser will get what I'm talking uh, about. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Basically, it's a puzzle box, and when you when you solve it, yep. chains come out of the walls, and you you get visited by Pinhead. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, this gives us the opportunity for a lot of horror references. I think every room has their own, you know, slightly changed version of a uh, classic horror villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got like Michael Miners. Comes in. <laughs> Bob- Bobby Kruger <laughs> shows up. <laughs> wearing a hockey mask. He's actually wearing just- a lacrosse mask. I don't know if they wear Yeah. Lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's, uh, let's do it. Do you want to try another one with that prompt? It's fairly open. Yeah. Combine that, two that's- incompatible genres. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I've got one of the genres here. Okay. Which is war. Mm. And the other is musical. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A, so Call of Duty the musical, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um I, that's actually like we couldn't have got a a what are better the combination. What of are the movies that you got? The Thin Red Line. Okay. And the movie's called Banjo. Okay. <laughs> it's a uh, um, it's a Indian flick, a musical drama film. <laughs> nice. But you a know, bo- I think that Bollywood. I, I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna limit us to it's a banjo in no 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 in war. But I, I no I, I reckon this could actually be. Uh, two incompatible genres, so and let's make say, them compatible. When we say musical, are we talking that we need to do, like, a rhythm game, or are we just saying that there needs to be music involved in some way? Um, what I was thinking is this could be, you know, sort of at a camp, you know, in, in war, you know, it's sort of like it's off the beaten track a little bit. It's not mm-hmm. quite within-, within um, you know, right on the front lines. Let's it's, just set it's back it in, a little like, bit. an indeterminate war that we don't specify, so we don't have to yeah. be beholden to too much stuff. Yep. But you, you can then have, you know, these are the sort of things that people are doing to get through this horrible sort of thing. And it's okay. it's all just different different musical numbers that are sort of happening while you're- you know, so doing the- doing your job sort of thing, whether whether you're helping make dinner, whether you're whether you're So there's no actual like combat. No, I'm I'm thinking it's it's all about trying to help these people go through and every job that you're doing, you're just bringing up a new musical number and you get to yeah. you get to, you know, influence the music a little bit by what you're doing. Pass me that gun, I'm going to take it apart. I'm going to put this thing here. I'm going <laughs> to clean the barrel. <laughs> I don't know how to clean the gun, so I ran out of lyrics, but. <laughs> I shot myself sh- in the leg. <laughs> <laughs> Digging a shit trench because we don't have toilets. <laughs> <laughs> They're all to that chain. <laughs> okay, let's do one more. I don't think there's a- Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the film is- uh, One film is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. 
Okay. So maybe like gambling or mm-hmm. just, uh, yeah, okay. Mixed with Pocahontas 2, Journey to a New World. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so animated, like um, Disney-fied. All right. So we'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it as like Disney-ish with yep. Vegas, whether it's gambling or just- Suitcase full of drugs. Yeah. All this sort of stuff in, in like, a Disney-fied sort of cartoony. Mm-hmm. So, it's Cool World, the game. <laughs> Which, there was actually a game on the Super Nintendo, I seem to recall. I'm not sure I ever played it, but I always remember seeing it there at the video shop. Mm-hmm. Um, no, okay. So, yeah, taking, the, I guess, the seedy sides of Vegas and Disney-fying them in some way. Um... So I'm thinking, who's your sidekick? Because obviously every Disney film has a good sidekick, and it's a anthropomorphic Some sort of, something. Yeah, um, it's uh, <laughs> anthropomorphic brick of cocaine. <laughs> well, all right. you've just got like a little, I don't know, um, poker chip or something that sits on your shoulder, uh, whispers <laughs> in your ears, helps you count cards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just- I'm now picturing Clippy. Like- Yeah, that was kind of the vibe. <laughs> oh, it's just like a rat. <laughs> like from an alley. It's just like totally mangy and gross. I uh, know, I, I do- I do like the idea of the- of the poker chip. Okay. There's just- there's just something about- Oh, I see that you. I see that you're playing some poker. <laughs> Always split on a <laughs> eighteen. <laughs> that probably makes no sense. Uh, I don't know blackjack either, particularly. Um, okay, so is this like a? Is this just a gambling? Is this just a card game with like where all the ca- you've got like your cast of characters around the table and they're all sort of these different, you know. Very Disney shaped. Or <laughs> well, maybe they're just Disney characters, archetypes. There's like the Prince Charming type. There's, you know, the the evil uh witch type. Yep. You're all playing and you're playing poker with them all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those sort of poker stars games, but you you're literally playing with um with all these other characters and they're they're making little quips here and there. Yeah, you get like backstory for them for the different characters as they go along, find out more. You know, the more you play essentially the the more you find out about these characters and their relationships with each other. Cool. <laughs> okay, I think that's all we've got on that one. Um all right. Give me another Let's number. not mix any more genres no, and let's no. go with five. Ooh, let's all go the all the way back. October 2004. Well, this one has a, either a lot or not much promise at all. Random. The word is just random. Random boys. Random boys. Okay. I'm thinking Boy Scouts out on a camping trip. Procedurally <laughs> generated Boy Scout troop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it essentially becomes like they're, you know, they've all got their different skills. You have to protect them from bears and <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is, it, is it kind of like that game, Think of the Children? Oh, where you're like running and 
and having to essentially stop them from killing themselves constantly. Yeah, but they also they're trying to do the right thing. You know, one of them's trying to set a fire, but right. you don't realize that one of the kids is accidentally, you know, being pouring gasoline right near him, and it's getting closer and closer to where he's lighting the fire, and and just. I do like the idea of just a very emergent set. Like, essentially, you just set up some rules of the sorts of things they're going to try to do. Yep. And based on their skills, they will succeed to varying amounts. And then these different sort of effects that they have will will interact in different ways. And uh, I'm imagining you, that you, the, um, you the, the scout leader or whatever, yep. have to go and, you know- just simply go over and help them, and that could just just be like a, a um sort of a an Among Us style mini game that you do mm-hmm. on each each person that you you're helping. But if you're spending too long on this particular thing here, and you know you're spending too many plates over here, you you're then having to deal with you know little Jimmy who's now picked a whole heap of poison ivy and is eating it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I'm kind of picturing, you know, you've got an area that you're camping in and there are just a whole lot of different things that they can go and try and do. And you know, Okay, to simplify you- the, the, um, the things, whether they can do it or not, I want it based on the badges that, that each of the scouts yes. has got. Yep, yep, yep. I think that essentially just gives them a higher probe. Like, if they've got their, like, fire-making badge, then- you know, they've got a bonus on, on any sort of fire-making act- activities that they might attempt. But here's the thing. They don't want to do the things they've already got the badges for. They want to do the things that they're going for the badges for. So, if you help them do something, then they basically- You get to give them that badge and then they're yep. good at making fire from now on. So, I think yep. the aim of the game is by the end of this night, you need to get all your scouts trained up in everything. Okay. How many scouts in an easy game? Three? Three to five. Yeah, I was going to say five. But it, it I was depends. thinking five sort of, might be on the harder side. So I think it depends on how fast these things are happening around you, right? So, uh, there are some different factors. But what are you- I'm picturing sort of a just a top-down view where you've got a general- You know, you can maybe scroll around a bit, but you've got a general view of everything that's going on at once. Yep. Um, but maybe like Among Us, if you're helping someone, you get, you know, something obscuring the screen. So, yep. you might finish helping someone and then realize, yeah, that- Someone's about to do something really dangerous. About about to touch a bear trap with their bear arm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and when is- I say bear arm, I mean that <laughs> they actually have a bear's arm that they they took out of their backpack and put it into a bear trap. Well, that's yeah, that's from a previous challenge that someone succeeded at, which was getting their bear killing badge. Uh, <laughs> I, okay, so uh, this. I'm not fully I'm not fully around what the actual sort of gameplay is and how well that would work, but I do love the idea of these Boy Scouts leveling up with badges. I just I really think that's a fun a fun thing, especially because yes, you could have like little Easter egg badges that if you find something in the level and tell them to do it, then you know, they might get a badge for something that was unusual. Mm-hmm. So it's- Okay. So here's the gameplay loop that I see. Okay. Um you lose a kid, you get a massive mark against your against your name, you lose two kids and the game it's game over. Okay. So th- the idea is that um you don't want to lose any kids. Yeah. You can you can win the game in two ways. All right. One, all the kids get all the badges that are available in one playthrough. Yeah, okay. At least all the like non Easter egg badges. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Or they survive the night. Okay. 
And and so basically, you're on a time limit that we can set as ten minutes, and that's you know you've got a gradual cycle that leads through to the night, and then you know if you if basically when you get to the right, ten to, minute mark, that's that's not time. That's basically it, you, you're to, putting people to bed. To make it less less random, I think instead of them just going off and doing their own thing, that you can assign them to certain tasks. Yes. So you've but, got but they're kids. Got like they don't task. necessarily do that. <laughs> they won't necessarily, but I think you've got a task list of things to do at each sort of point, and once you tick them all off, you get another set of tasks. Kind of a uh, Untitled Goose Game vibe to that side of things. Yes, and or thing Among Us it- with all the different things that you got to get done. Yeah, I guess so, but. It- it, it's like, okay, you know, it's early evening. We need to set up the tent. We need to start a fire. We need to gather some food. We need to- Gather you know, some clean water. Get some water. We need to dig a shit trench. That's the second time that's come <laughs> up in this. Um, and so, you can essentially assign kids to each of those. And then it's up to your- It's up to you. Like, you might- To avoid- To lower the risk, you might assign someone who's already got their fire making badge to start in the fire. But then you're stopping other kids- from getting that badge, and and I think you you'd have to make the badges like that you require them at different points down the line, and it might just be at every stage you have to like restart the fire, or like or if it goes out you have to redo it or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I kind of like the idea that um, each of the kids only wants to do each of the tasks once. Okay, so if you if you assign them a task and they've already done it, they're just they're just not going to do it or they're going to they're going to like wander off somewhere else. I think you add some meters in there of like they've got some sort of morale or just happiness level. So if you've assigned them to a task they don't want to do then that's slowly going down. And if that hits the bottom then they're just going to abandon the task and go and do something they want to do. And so that's just another thing you kind of have to keep an eye on is like okay, how happy are these kids doing these tasks? It's like okay, little little Timmy over there has never lit a fire before, but he's loving it because he wants to get his badge. So I'm going to watch him closely. Uh, you know, I need to watch him closely. So I'm going to assign you know someone else who who has already has their wood gathering badge to actually get the wood for the fire or whatever, or whatever it is, or the food. Yeah. You know, food gathering thing. So that yeah, so that they don't pick poison ivy. They pick or they don't pick poison berries. They pick <laughs> you know edible mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> non psychedelic. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's I think that's cool. I like the yeah. idea of just the the little boy scouts just like watching them run around and do their thing, and you know, the little badges pop up over their head as they achieve certain tasks. Yeah. Being able to click through and see their, you know, you you get a view of their like sash or whatever with all their badges or their shoulder or whatever it is. Yeah, that's cool. That's like that's that. really cool. Okay, um, next number eleven. Legs eleven. Minimalist. Extraction. Okay, so how minimal can we go? Extraction. Mm-hmm. Is this a dentist game? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, it is. So how do we keep it minimal? Are we going for like low res so that, you know, you're very much having to make use of each pixel? <laughs> Are we going just minimal colors to represent things, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, I guess minimalism here in a, in a game could- It could, it could be- Many different things. Mm. Is it um, you've got to you got to work out a, a strategy for using the minimal amount of of um, anaesthetic to to get these teeth out <laughs> to pull the minimum number what? of teeth <laughs> while still getting a good Yelp score. <laughs> oh, while while still solving the problem, it's like nope, that wasn't the one that hurts. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> You just keep pulling each one. Was it that one? Well, now it hurts. Um, S rank. 
<laughs> Anesthes rank. <laughs> uh, okay, dentist game. <laughs> I've just got the image in my head of like a cross between pulling teeth and like a claw game where you get like <laughs> toys out of a thing. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's a, it's a one button game and you're, you're playing a dentist that has to basically use a claw machine to, <laughs> to extract teeth from a shark. So it's like over three dimension or like a two dimensions, uh, it's not three dimensions. Well, I guess I get. Well, I mean, the the sort of play space then is two dimensions. Like you want to go forward a certain amount and then back a certain amount and then down. I guess is your third. I mean, if you want to get the top, if you want to get the top row, you've got to get some swinging happening. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea of a physics based claw game like that, where yeah, you can move it back and forth and it'll start getting some nice swing in it, and then you have to hit the button at the right time to let. Make it fire out in that direction and latch onto that tooth. Yeah, and hope that it's the right one because once it latches onto a tooth, that tooth is gone. Yeah, this is the opposite of a normal claw machine, <laughs> like where it's you know a really loose grip. This thing has a tight grip. It's like <laughs> this is professional level <laughs> dentist claw machine. It grabbed five teeth. Oh my god! It just rip. Does it have to? Do you do it really physically though? So like, yes, it's got a strong grip, but if you don't hit it like on the center of one tooth, like if it kind of goes across two teeth or whatever, it might slide off because it can't actually kind of close enough to get a good grip on each side. I don't know. Or do you just have it? You know, kind of once it hits a tooth, it's like okay, this is the tooth I'm latching onto. Stop it! it. You're actually you're actually applying like um, gorilla grip glue to the to the um to the claw. So it's literally so it just it, it, once it, it grabs, anything. yeah, it's stuck and it's now part of that. You can use that same glue to, like, try to put the teeth back that you accidentally take out. <laughs> um, so, what is the reason for, for the dentist using this? I, I want to know the backstory. Well, maybe this is, like, in a giant creature or something. So, maybe you're, mm-hmm. ta- you are, you're taking the teeth out of, like, a megalodon. <laughs> um, and so, it's literally just you've got this giant crane. <laughs> No, I, I like the idea more of their people because then that makes it more ridiculous. Yeah. Um, maybe you, maybe you're an elf. Maybe you're some sort of tiny person who this is the only way you can like reach stuff in a mouth, but you've just, you've managed to get good reviews. So people keep coming to you for some reason. <laughs> yep. I love it. Okay. Uh, let's let go. Let's go a couple more. Yeah. You want to grab another prompt and do minimalist again or you want to? Uh, let's, let's. Um, let, let's go, let's go something else. Okay. Um, middle of the range somewhere. Let's go. How many did you say there are? 47. 47. Uh, central as I can go pretty much, which is 23. Okay. Tiny world from April, 2012. Let them Commute. <laughs> I like that. Commuting on a tiny world. Mm-hmm. So is this like just a very... Like, this whole world is sort of the size of, like, I don't know, six blocks, and you're trying to drive from one side to the other to get to work every day, and it's some sort of, like, traffic-based pedestrian, you know, avoiding pedestrians, avoiding traffic, seeing how fast you can get from one side to the other. Yep. Um, I'm just wondering, do we do we want to play with the sense of scale? Because it's tiny world. It's like, this is a tiny world within a larger world. 
Okay. So, basically, this entire game takes place on a single street. All right. But, of course, you've you've got the massive cars going by and all this sort of stuff, and it's all about- Okay, so you're small, you're tiny yourself, and you're having to commute to, like, the other side of the road or something, which is this huge journey every day to avoid other things. Okay, that's cool. Um, what sort of, what sort of game is, are you driving? Like, how are you getting over there? Are you riding on a grasshopper? What's the, (laughs) what's your method of transportation? I kind of like the idea of there being multiple different ways of, of getting across the road. Okay. Like, you can try walking. Yep. But that's the, it's the longest, most arduous task because, I mean, um, you know, passing underneath tires and, Looking off to the side, making sure that there's not one close enough because it's going to take you a while to get across the width of the tire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, are we thinking this is sort of an arcadey sort of thing where it's around like just movement and dodging and stuff? Yeah. And, 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 and traversal, I guess. Um, yeah. Okay. I like that. Can you, is there any sort of public transit available? Um, <laughs> I'm just wondering if you if you see a dog come by, whether you can just jump onto its head just and sort of on. hang on for dear life. Um, that could be a good little random thing to throw on. Yeah, it's essentially your public. Do you see all these other people on there, like hanging yeah. on? <laughs> as soon as it turns into a direction you don't want to go, you like get off and start walking again. Yeah. Well, I'm imagining that you know. There's only certain places that this guy's gonna go, that the dog's gonna go. So maybe he makes his way to the, um, to the the island in the the middle. Oh, yeah. You know, whether it's a roundabout or whether it's a, you know, a median, a median strip or something like that. But either way, you, you sort of jump into the island in the middle and it's like, okay, the dog is taking a piss and okay, that's the end of my stop. Now I've got to. Choose like, the next oh, way to get- The dog might keep going, but it found another dog that's sniffing its butt. All right, I'm not going to hang around for that. That could be here for hours. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I, I like that. And, and I like the idea that every every time you get across, it's like, okay, I made it to work. You get a certain amount of money. Uh, and, and Depending money- on how late how late to work you were. Yeah, how late to work you were. How late to- yeah, that made sentence made sense. It sounded really weird in my mouth. Yes, how late to work you were. Uh, and then- you can spend that money on like vehicles and stuff, uh, but they can very they get destroyed very easily. <laughs> so like you might take off, you know, to work on your little like you know bicycle or whatever that you manage to afford, and yes, it, it moves you a little bit faster. But you you know you get to a certain point and you're like ah shit I'm gonna be late oh there's a dog coming all right just abandon the bike and get on the dog and get across and it's like okay well you've wasted that money but you managed to get to work not too late today. And yep. what are you gonna what are you gonna buy for tomorrow's you know trip across? And as you get more <laughs> and more money, you can get like yeah, different hang gliders and and yeah, little yeah, saddles yeah. to ride flies and. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea. Yeah, you can get like a lasso to like just any any sort of nearby bug or you know rodent. You can have a chance to grab onto it and, and essentially ride it for a while. Yeah, totally. Um, so I think there's. You know how a lot of these games, oh, especially like the the Mario Maker stuff, quite often mm-hmm. people put dev exits and that sort of stuff. You realise that the the entire time that you could have just gone down to the storm drain and just sort of made your way across 
underneath there, but then well, you've got other, then you've got water to deal with, and it's basically it. Frogger. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I think you, I think that's just another option then. That's another way you can get across. And, you know, if you, fr- if you find a frog and you've got your lasso, you can ride it. Uh, I'm just I- imagining jumping onto, onto these leaves and, you know, sort of just being able to hop onto the next one and, you know, bit of, bit of wood coming by and, I do and like all this that sort of idea. stuff. I think that's like, your game jam version is just getting across the road with a few different methods. And then your expanded version is like, okay, now we're opening up the sewer, you know, route and we're opening up an air route where you can, yeah, you can like- Just hang on, glide across. That's fine. Fly, if you can get high enough, you can hang glide across most of the way. Or, yeah, uh, exactly. You know, you can you can use your, uh, use the wake of cars to give you a boost and <laughs> uh, add, add more and more methods. Really like that. Okay, let's do one more. Oh, I was just going to say though. Then you, one thing you can do is you make it uh, asynchronous multiplayer. So if you look like further down the road, you can see the all the other people like taking their various routes across the road. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> hey, there's Trevor riding a rat across the road. Cool, that's a good idea. <laughs> hey, is that you know Frank up there hang gliding across? Okay, cool. I didn't know you could do that. You can't interact <laughs> with them, but you just, like, get essentially their, like, ghost mode of, of their best time or something, or their most recent. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. All right. I reckon let's do another Tiny World one, because that's a uh, that's a good prompt. Okay, cool. And that might be our last one. Yeah, it will be. All right. Okay. I'm going to give you the full, the full um, name of this movie. Okay. Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny World Point Break. Tiny World Point Break. It writes itself. Um, all right. I'm trying to, sorry, I'm trying to remember Point Break. I, I, I remembered- So, bank robbers that. and surfing, basically. Yes, I knew it had something to do with surfing. All right. Um, surfing's interesting. Surfing's interesting from a Tiny World perspective if you like- Surf in a bird bath. <laughs> well, or I was just thinking, like, even just literally taking a small globe and there's just waves, like, going around it constantly, like, it's gonna, <laughs> or something, like, or, like, one side's the beach and one side, I don't know. Um, but bank robbing is kind of cool, too. There was an old game, a real old game, where you could either play the cops or you could play the bank robbers and you were sort of just driving around on, I think, like, a few blocks of grid, like a grid of, of, um, of streets and you had to like try to cut them off and that sort of thing. So I kind of like the idea of, yeah, like you've just robbed a bank and it's now you've got this just one small area that you are trying to escape, um, Mm -hmm. used to escape and get away from cops. Um, or you make it a, a multiplayer sort of thing. Maybe like a couch co-op cops and robbers style. It could be cool. Just having a, a, a variety of streets on a smallish area. It could even be like just for aesthetic reasons, a globe, um, you know, one of those sort of rotating around a small world kind of thing where you've got a nice set of streets Um procedurally generated probably across the outside of this globe and you are trying to essentially yeah like stop the other or either the 
get away from the cops or the cops are trying to catch uh, the, the mm-hmm. bank robbers. Um, and so being able to then like drop different, you know, hazards and cut them off and different things. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a kind of hard one, isn't it? I'll mm. see if I can find something else. Alpha. Tiny World Alpha. Yeah. We could just take it as Alf. <laughs> <laughs> the character. Uh, was there ever an Alf game? I don't know. Probably. Probably, Probably on the Atari or something. Um, Alpha. That's the state that it will be in by the end of the game jam. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> Maybe it's something to do with, like, pack animals. Yep. Um, but in a tiny world, so are you talking about fleas? If that's, again, if that's where, how we want to take tiny world, I guess, yeah, if we want to go down to, on a scale sort of yeah, I, level. I, I always, whenever I think of tiny world, I think of, like, macro, you know, taking mm. it- just dro- dropping the scale right down, and this yeah. is the world from this point of view. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, well, maybe this is like- <laughs> Maybe this is like a survival game then. Yep. Uh, on the back of a dock. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, there are these, like, packs of fleas that you have to fight off and- uh, you you explore by you know I know there's a good a good uh, patch of what would you fucking harvest from a dog? <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna head up to behind the ears. I remember seeing something there that's gonna help me. Um, <laughs> what who who are you playing? Are you playing like a a sentient flea? Uh, I think you're gonna be playing something a bit bigger than a flea, but in between that's like decided to live on this dog. So I don't know, maybe uh. A tick, like a large tick. Again, just eats blood. Um, what? What if there's? I mean, you could harvest. There's you can like have, like blood springs, like the good bloods, <laughs> closer to the heart. It's fresher. Oh god, <laughs> more oxygenated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, this is going really badly. <laughs> well, I keep thinking of grounded now, which is basically that. Yeah, uh, you're not on a dog, but. Right, one one last try, and if it doesn't work, <sighs> we give up. Tiny World. Mm-hmm. Elvis. Tiny World Elvis? <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> you, you play an Elvis impersonator on the streets of Las Vegas, mm-hmm. but tiny. Uh, so, similar to the commuting game, you're, like, having to avoid people walking past. Like, or the background of it is all these people walking past. Uh, but it's actually a sort of a semi-story-based game where, like, the different other characters who come along and t- and talk to you and take photos with you and stuff. Like, you'll get regulars, you get different people, mm-hmm. maybe you can help them out in some way. Uh, and you've got sort of just a limited area of the street that you can, like, walk up and down to sort of see. You've got the different impersonators there. You've got people, like, with their fucking flyers for for prostitutes um, <laughs> that they're trying to hand out. You've got, yeah, seedy Las Vegas, but you- I don't know if you're just tiny people or if you're some sort of insect. I kind of like just tiny people. So for whatever yep. reason, there's also this tiny seedy- Las Vegas life happening. Well, it can it can be set in the in the um, world of downsizing, <laughs> the right. Matt Damon film. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have I did watch it. Yes, where there's just for some reason to to help with the resources, just small people. Um, sure, 
That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so when they when they go to Las Vegas, there's still you know the same services that you you normally yeah. find there. Yeah. Um. But it, but it's all around like the life and times of this Elvis impersonator. Yeah, essentially, and the people that they meet, um, and how he becomes you know big news in in the little world, or Ooh. you know he he be, he starts hitting it big in the big world. You know, that that could be quite interesting. Okay, yeah, like I kinda like that. That you start performing on like the big stage. <laughs> just got you up on the screen or something. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> yep. Just got a full band behind you. Okay. Full, like a full sized band. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll finish it up there. Uh that was a bit of an odd one, but you know. Game jams are game jams are tough. It's tough to come up with ideas based on some of these prompts. So, uh, next time we record, no, we won't have done the game jam next next time we record. But after we do do the game jam, uh, we will record a bonus episode as we have done the last few years to sort of do a bit of a post mortem on how it went because mm-hmm. uh, that's always a bit of fun. And we'll link you to the game that we make, which may or may not be playable. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> and it may or may not be VR. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, if you liked this and you want to find more, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Check out all of our previous episodes there. Leave us a review. We'd love some feedback. Hmm. Uh, and also, we'd like to thank the wonderful musicians, Kuradust, for letting us use the song Mount Defiance of the album Container Failure. That's right. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Jam on.